Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam. We've been a little, on a little bit of a hiatus. We were going to record <laughs> last weekend, but I unfortunately got sick. I'll talk about that more uh, in a little bit. But uh, we are back. I hope everyone enjoyed Florida that went down there. I know I did. Uh, we got Dan, we got Ethan, we got Redmond in the podcast tonight. A um, couple things we have to do before we actually get into our uh, recap of Florida is I never got a chance to do the Patreon for January, so I want to do that real quick. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have these gentlemen pick a number between 1 and 160, and then those will be the winners for the prizes for this month. I have five prizes for this month. <coughs> Excuse me. I have the Iconics Wolverine. I have the Two-Faced B version, super rare. I have the uh, Satana Hellstrom figure and legacy card. I got the Invincible Ant-Man from the Play at Home kit. And I have the Little Monster Chase that we all used to think that was kind of good. And he is still good, actually. Uh, so let's start off with uh, Dan. I want you to pick a number between 1 and 160. Uh, 108. 108. So that is going to be Sono Hyphus 71. I believe that's actually, uh, that is, that is Cheesehead Ryan. And he is going to be getting the Iconics Wolverine. So congrats. I feel like Cheesehead has won every month lately. It's crazy. Uh, next is going to be the Two Face B version. So, Ethan, can you pick a number between 1 and 160? Uh, let's go with uh, 52. 52. That's going to be Ethan Jacobs. So <laughs> I feel I feel like you did that last time too, you son I, of a bitch. It's, it's my it's my number. Yeah. It's I even it's even randomized. Like I don't even know how that's possible. Um Ryan, next is gonna be Invincible Ant Man, so pick a number between one and one sixty. Go with 82. 82. That is going to be Nick B. Uh, I think that's Nick Blue, actually, that wins that one. Next one is going to be Satana Hellstrom. I'm going to have Dan, you pick another one. Uh, 88. 88. That's going to be Peter Marshfield. And then finally, for the little monster, because you are a monster, Ethan, I'll have you do it. Pick a number between 1 and 160. 171. 160. 160. That's going to be Zepp Basley. Congratulations to all the winners. I will make sure to contact you all on Patreon and get those prizes out for you. Uh, speaking of, I do some. I have some exciting news for our Patreon. Uh, we have a new sponsor, and that is going to be House Rules Gaming down in Florida. I talked to Chris when I was down there. <coughs> Excuse me. And we kind of 
worked it out where we're going to sponsor each other. Uh, he's going to sponsor us by giving us prizing for the monthly patrons, and then I'm going to help him once he gets his website going up. You're going to be able to buy stuff straight from him on his website. He doesn't have a website working right now, but he is working on it, and you're going to be able to use our code clicksing it. Uh, like you did with our last sponsor, to get 5% off your orders whenever you order from him. Now, I don't think that's going to go towards any kind of Champion Clicks events, but, um, yeah, excited to have a new sponsor for us for the channel. So, exciting look, times look. are coming. His singles prices are amazing. Yes, they are. I know he makes a pretty good um, killing, we'll call it, during the Champion Clicks Open while he sell all of his stuff there in a little shop there. Well, what was really nice about it is he was also open to different pricing, because I, I I told him how I price stuff out or whatever, and he's like, I like that, that it dumps you a lot of data. Yes. And it gets you the... Oh, were you cut off there, Ethan? I thought you were saying something else. Yes. No, it's, you know, I, I told him how I price stuff out for my personal sales, and, you know, it usually works out really good for everyone, so he kind of adopted that and was really enjoying it. Absolutely. So I'm really happy to have him on board the Clixing It crew. All right, so... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Florida. It's, it's hard to believe that we're almost two weeks removed from Florida already. Uh, so Florida happened two weekends ago. I went down there Wednesday through Sunday. So did Dan, and I believe Ethan and Ryan were down there Thursday through uh, Monday. Uh, so before yep. before we talk a little bit about our clicksing, our clicksing, our while well, Hero Clicks experience, let's talk a little bit about what we didn't do down there clicks wise. I'll go first. As you can tell, I have a little bit of a cough. So what happened? I went down Wednesday, was feeling great, flew in, got in around 4.30 or so. Me and the wife went down to Disney Springs, ate at the Boathouse, great restaurant down there, went to bed. Next day, we went to Hollywood Studios, great time down there, went and saw the Indiana Jones stunt show. We got to see Rise of Skywalker, the ride, which actually got my wife interested into Star Wars because she has never seen Star Wars at all. And then after the ride, she said, I kind of want to watch Star Wars now, so... Hopefully, uh, <coughs> we'll be able to watch some Star Wars movies coming up. Friday, we had the Apples and Oranges event, but we'll talk more about that in a second. And then Saturday happened, and I developed a little bit of a cough. Was feeling fine. Don't know what happened. Just kind of coughing all day and didn't think much of it. But I didn't play in Modern because, as you have listened to this podcast before, not a big fan of Modern. So um, I just kind of did a couple of Battle Royals, and then me and my wife went to go see a pirate show, a pirate dinner show that night. Went to bed that night because I was feeling kind of tired and then woke up Sunday sick as a dog. Don't know what happened. Um, it was to the point where I could barely open my eyes. I was so weak. It actually took all the strength that I had at around 9.30 in the morning to text Cheesehead, uh, my one of my partners for the 3v3, saying, hey, can't make it. And then I threw my phone down, went to bed. Um, woke up at around 1 o'clock, was feeling a little bit energetic. Uh, went downstairs to see how everybody was doing. Didn't want to stay too long because I didn't, or I wasn't feeling so well. So I just stayed down there for about five minutes, saw what people pulled, went back to the hotel room, um, and then slept the entire rest of the day. And then Monday came along. I was flying out. I think our flight was two o'clock or so. Just got a bunch of uh, drugs from the uh, Walgreens, which were across the street. Got enough in me to make it to the flight home. I was feeling fine Tuesday, and then Wednesday, just something didn't feel right. So I made an appointment with my doctor, 
Uh, they did a flu and COVID test, and I ended up somehow getting influenza A. And when I tell you that that hit me hard Wednesday, so I got it on Sunday, got a fever Sunday morning, and then went away, and then Sunday night, I was telling these guys before, I was wrapped up in a heated blanket on high. I was in sweatpants and a sweatshirt with a down comforter blanket wrapped around me, and I was shivering for about four hours. And my wife was, and my wife was a trooper through the whole thing. She was taking such good care of me, bringing me Gatorade and everything whenever I needed it. But she said, I think my fever spiked to about 103 degrees Wednesday night. And then finally it broke in the middle of the night. And ever since then, I've developed a cough. So if you hear me coughing randomly throughout the podcast, that's why. Um, so I don't know what happened. I either got flu before um, I got on the plane, got it at the airport, got it on the plane. Don't know what happened. Um, hopefully, I didn't get anybody else sick while I was down there because I did play um, my competitors on Friday. And then I did play in the BR on or a couple of BRs on Saturday. From what I've heard, no one else has got sick. I know I played Christine on Friday. Ryan, she's fine, I'm assuming, because you haven't mentioned anything to me. Oh, we got two little kids. We're all sick. Oh, they're sick too. But no, she's but she's fine. doing fine. Yeah, we're fine. Okay, so yeah, hopefully, like you know the the uh, transmission or whatever you want to call it. Period. I skipped that Friday, um, but I haven't got anybody else sick. My wife didn't get sick. My kids don't sick. Don't know what happened, but my HeroClix experience got cut short for that. What's that? The working theory we have is you went to that pirate bar the one night, and that's where you got it. It's the scurvy. I got the scurvy at the pirate show. I tell you, the I don't know. There a lot of wenches were there, so <laughs> could be a thing. But that was my non-HeroClix experience at there. It was great up until Sunday night, and then it was just kind of uh, a rough last two days. Uh, Dan, besides HeroClix, I know you came on Wednesday. What did you do that wasn't HeroClix related? Um, I got a full tour of Magic Kingdom from Cheesehead, so that was cool on Thursday because I thought there was events on Thursday, but he was like, no, there's there's nothing. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have anything better to do. So I wandered around Magic Kingdom. It was, it was a lot of fun, actually, because the Tron ride is one of the best rides I'd say on there, it was, it was worth the wait, even though I didn't get to go on it till like, 7.30 that night. And then after Thursday, it was, like, strictly hero clicks, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of clicks the next three days. And then you flew back home when? Sunday night. Uh, I would have had we... Well, we can talk about that later, but, yes, I flew back Sunday night. Okay. Um, Ethan, what did you do that was not hero clicks related? Well, I got in Thursday... Kind of wandered the town, got the area, um, went to Walgreens, got some groceries, and then I played clicks like Thursday night with Ryan and Christine, and then it was clicks Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But the big thing is, after every event, I kind of sat out on the patio with a bunch of guys, and there was copious amounts of alcohol and cigars involved. Yes, he had quite the stogie collection that he showed us on Friday. It was he he came prepared. Um, and then Ryan, what about you? Was there anything you, when you go to a event, it's strictly hero clicks. There's no time for anything else. Yeah. We, uh, we went to dinner, I think Sunday night and that was about it. <laughs> yep. Um, so that, that was our non hero clicks related stuff. Now let's talk about, about the tournament. So as always, David Newmark put on a amazing event per usual. 
Um, I think he told me it was record-setting numbers for people to show up for it. Um, he had House Rules Gaming was there. Jonathan Virgilio was selling his custom things, and I can't remember the guy that was selling the trays. What was his name? Anybody? Adam. I talked to him, but Adam. I can't remember his name. I think it was Adam. Adam. What was it? Adam. Adam Shiver. Adam Shiver. Adam Shiver. Yeah. There we are. Um, they looked amazing. I didn't get a chance to uh, buy any of them, but he had uh, little ones, big magnetic trays, things like that. He had big ones, magnetic trays. They looked amazing. Uh, partly um, a little shout out, Adam. Uh, if you go on his store and contact him directly, you can custom order the tray, like the, the cases, and it's one eighty five for a full custom work. Nice. Um, one reason why I didn't buy from him was just because I didn't have any room in my luggage to bring back, and that's what I think one of the biggest challenges. Um, for an event like this is if you do win a lot or you buy cases from uh, custom made people stuff like that you just you have to make room when you're packing for that stuff and not just pack to the brim um, for the event just make some room I made that error on the way there so hopefully I can learn from my mistakes and do it last year and then of course Dial H did a great job with all the coverage with it they were um, kind of in the corner by House Rule Gaming's up front, and they were covering everything uh, left and right. They were doing interviews. They were doing previews of Next Phase and the Kong set and Sherlock Holmes set, and they were doing sit-downs with Newmark and stuff like that. They did a fabulous job. And then also the three judges we had, Anthony Barnstable, PJ Bolin, and Lucas Tom Van Hollen, they rocked it as always. Overall, great event, run extremely smooth. I know there was one hiccup on saturday (coughs) but we'll talk about that in a second but overall amazing job by every party involved there highly recommend it um and yeah i can't praise them enough for doing it can't wait for next year Uh, yeah the event was ran so well i told my wife about it and she's looking forward to going next year yep i believe we had roughly 70 total people players there I think, if you include Dial H and everything, which is great numbers. There was 25 teams, so there was uh, for sure 75 players there on Sunday. Yeah, and I know a lot of people just came, or some people just came just for Sunday. Um, Some people didn't stay there the entire weekend. There were 67 in Modern, and I don't remember the count for the 2v2. I think it was 60, so I think we had 20 or 30 teams for Apples and Oranges. Uh, But overall, great turnout. I'm glad it was a great turnout. I know Scott Porter could make it there. Uh, which is a little disappointing, but overall, amazing job by everybody involved. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the tournament. So on Friday was the Apples and Oranges. I was teamed up with our buddy Cheesehead Ryan. Dan, you were teamed up with? Uh, Eric. I'm sorry, I blank on his last name. He is one of, I think he's close to you, is he not, Ethan? Yeah, he lives in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, yeah. He comes to uh, Sioux Falls every now and then for our bigger events. He's a good guy. Super nice guy, so just randomly paired up with him, but totally worth it. Ryan, you were teamed up with your wife, Christine. And then, Ethan, you were teamed up with our teammate, Dalton, correct? Yep. Yeah, he got a nickname that weekend. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about our uh, teams and our um, performances. Is anyone would like to volunteer to go first? Well, which one are we talking about first? Apples, Apples and oranges. oranges, yep. Uh, how you want the breakdown? Because I, I got my team sheet and everything and my opponent's teams right here. Go ahead, Ethan. Take it away. All righty. One second. Let me get situated. So 
Um, I had told you guys about my original Cosmic build, but I ended up switching up a little because it didn't have quite enough for me. So I ended up playing my Phoenix Sentinel. I played Saint Walker at full with the blue ring, Garnered Surfer with the black symbiote, Kid Thanos, Venom Thanos with the red symbiote, Mad Jim with the pumpkin bombs, Fisto with Star Sapphire, and Space Ghost with the Shot Gauntlet. And real quick, for those of you who don't remember what the stipulations were for Apples and Oranges, if you were Apples, you had to be a themed team. It didn't matter the rarities or anything like that, but your team had to be themed, printed on the card. So yep. if you uh, wanted to play Mystical, they had to have Mystical on the Force and on your sideline. And then if you were Oranges, it was just pulp rules. So commons, uncommons, and rares, no equipment, nothing else. Nothing else. Also, with the themed event, everything gained a unique ring, including the Hell Cycle and Motorcycle. I know Cheesehead ended up having two, and that kind of got caught after everything was done. But yep, because I, I had talked with Lucas because uh, I had a slightly different team where I had two Hell Cycles, and I was sold no go. All right, so my first opponent was Marvin Simpson. Uh, he was a fairly nice guy. I enjoyed sitting down and playing with him. He was playing uh, Doomsday at one seventy five. The Iconics Bane, Dark Phoenix with the team-up card, Goon with the blue ring, and he Hulk with the motorcycle. He was running a brute team. Um, unfortunately, he uh, lost initiative. I chose first, and he didn't know what either Carnage Surfer or Phoenix Sentinel did. And he positioned horribly, and by turn three, we were done. I, I swept in 400 row. And then I don't have uh, Dalton's score sheet, but we won that one. Our next opponent, I had Darren Gendon. He was playing uh, Celebrity, which I was kind of worried about because he did play Cosmic Shaggy at full, the 150 with Colony Sword. Um, Chase Fred, Chase Batman with the belt, Chase Shaggy with Bucky's arm, Black Shirt Porter with the blue ring, White Shirt Porter with the yellow ring, and the Chase Robin. Um, that was one of the rough ones. I gave up 110 to 25. Don't quite remember how it happened. It's just, you know, dice rolls were not my favorite in that round. Third round, I got Marcus Zapata. Uh, his team was White Shirt Porter with Yellow Ring, Chase Shaggy with Miramasa, Velma with the Shot Gauntlets, Batman with the Belt, uh, Chase Fred, Chase Daphne, Chase Scooby with the Blue Ring. Um, it was one of those where I, I, he was fairly new to the game. I felt bad. Uh, he missed position pretty bad right away, and uh, I ate most of his team. And you know, I hung out my Master Evil because wanted to see how he'd take the bait. He did and. Got him 400 to 80. And then uh, Cole Williams was my fourth one. Uh, he was playing uh, Defenders. And he was running Iron Hammer at full with Warlock. Uh, King of Hell Ghost Rider with the motorcycle. Rack Knight at 60 with the Soul Sword. Carnage Cleo with the Yellow Ring and Hulk with the Hell Cycle. Uh, I took everything but his Iron Hammer. And on last action, he KO'd one of my surfers, bringing the total to 190 to 140. So... Drop that one. At that point in time, me and Dalton are 2-2 two and two going into it in the fifth round. And then I got uh, Christi Christian Tolanichi. Uh, real sweet dude. He was fun to play with. And while we were setting up, he told me that my game against him was his 11th game ever. I, I don't know. Personally, I would have gone to a big event that early in my career. But, you know, he had fun with it. He was running uh, Spider-Man theme. And it was Arachnite at full with the Soul Sword. Black Suit Spidey with the Black Symbiote. Uh, SBDR with Skybreaker, Gwen, Goddess of Thunder, The Chase, Madam Web, and then Frogman with the Shot Gauntlets. Uh, there was another one that went kind of rough for him. 
again, you know, being new, he met disposition. He also didn't know what Phoenix Sentinel did. And yeah, I chewed through him real quick. Uh, he did manage to get a hundred points off me, but like, it was, it was a rough go for him. Cause that was another game where the games I won were over turn three and they're full sweeps. And you know, the games I lost were a lot closer time wise. But that's how my apples and oranges went. I wish Dalton was here. I should have grabbed his team sheet so I could have given you the full breakdown of what he had going on. What was your personal record on the day? Or yeah, I went, I went three and two. Um, yeah, with a grand total of one thousand three hundred ninety-five points solo. Which, if you look at the top eight teams, I scored more points than some of the top eight teams by myself. <laughs> And then do you remember what Dalton's overall record was by chance? Uh, Dalton was uh, two and three because uh, going into round five, we were two and two. We we both won our first one. We both lost our second one. And then, yeah, uh, we won our third one, lost our fourth one, and then we split the fifth one. And Dalton ended up giving up uh, 150 points or something like that, 160, and I gave up 110, so they got us on points. Okay. And that's what kept us out of top bet. Fair enough. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Dan, why don't you talk about uh, your apples and oranges? Uh, I don't remember too much of my apples and oranges, to be honest, except that I uh, got to play Ryan first round, which is pretty typical Swiss for, for me. I always play Ryan during Swiss, at least one of because then I could play Cheesehead the next day. Um, but my teammate actually played really well. Uh, Eric did a really good job because like the matches where I didn't do that well he did better than i did uh we didn't make cut but um i think i was what was it how many rounds was it was it five rounds five, and then five, five rounds i think we ended up being two and three so unfortunately we didn't make cut but uh we did score like a decent amount of points um i remember i played Josafa one round with his detective team and the only reason i lost that was i just had my dice went absolutely cold because uh, I, I had what felt like the momentum, and then my dice just went cold. Uh, and then I played a lot of detective teams that day, because my last match was against Lucas and his randomly matched up partner, because he was a judge that got to play. Um, and he was also playing the Mystery Gang, so that was... The Mystery people are very good with the clue cards. You're mm-hmm. the mystery, it's you're, you're, You don't think it's that scary until you're like, I'm going to hit you for five damage, and I'm like, wait, what? So... Uh, it's, or it's, it on a 23. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. I'm just like, wait, wait, what? That's really wild. Okay, that's new. I don't remember that. So uh, that that's something I have to read up on because there's so many interactions with all those mystery cards and trying to keep track of it all on the fly like that during that game or those games was tough. Uh, Joe played a lot of like the typical ones that I was I was used to, like Amos Tomb. Um, I think he played the String of Cat Burglaries, and I can't remember what the other one was. Um, but the last guy I played played a bunch of different ones that I was not prepared for. I was like, I don't know what these do, so I'm just going to be here for that. Because <laughs> uh, he actually played Celebrity, because he played both Porters and then the full Mystery Gang. And he played Shaggy at 150, I think, as well. Oh, did you did you come across uh, Darren Gendon? Uh, I don't remember if that was his name, so I apologize if he was partnered with Lucas. Yeah, that was Darren Gendon. Okay. Yeah, I yep. was not. I I hit Shaggy a few times, and I, I know I got him down, but it was just... A full dial not fun. No, but it was also that I had Monster, so then Fred's like, hey, we're just plus one defense because... 
So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, and then everything else that was going on, I was like, all right, I was not pre- not prepared. And I apologize. <laughs> Did uh, you go over your team? What you played? Uh, I played monsters. So I played was it Camo, Blackheart, uh, a Carnage Silver Surfer, um, Necron, Black Lantern, Batman. Oh, I can't remember the rest of my team. It was just it was a very aggressive team. I mean, I liked it. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, that was that was the majority of my four hundred points of my team there. Okay. Uh, anything else? Yeah. But no, it was it was it was fun. Like I enjoyed apples and oranges. I should have just prepped a little more for it. I was more focused on playing in modern, and so I did not prep uh, like a team as well as I could have for apples and oranges. Um, so that part I do regret. But uh, it was oh, I also had Aquaman with the blue lantern ring because his empower from my fish guys was was kind of neat. That so that worked pretty well. Uh, I'll go next because uh, Ryan did the best, so he'll be able to talk the most about uh, how he did throughout the tournament. But I played uh, Necron at 75, which a lot of people didn't play him at 75. A lot of people liked him at 40, but I felt like uh, at 75 points he was a great attacker, didn't care about stealth. He was doing four damage regardless, whether it was from close or range. It just felt like 40 or 75 was the point we were able to play him at. Uh, I played Blackheart. I played Orb. Falcon, Blue Marvel, Red Widow, Mr. Sinister, and Doctor Strange. So basically a bunch of the the, the hot garbage that everyone else was playing. Uh, I kind of I made that team like two, three months ago uh, for the tournament because there wasn't anything else coming out before that. So I sat down for a while and just kind of brainstormed about it, thinking I was kind of clever because of uh, Falcon and uh, Blackheart being able to move you know, pretty much whoever they wanted to. The team is all attackers, pretty much, except for Mr. Sinister, who I don't think made an attack the entire game, but that's not what he's there for. Um, and then after listening to a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that a week before the tournament, I was like, Ugh, everyone's playing this. I don't want to be that guy because I usually don't. I like to play more unique teams and things that people caught off gu- or the catch people off guard, but it was already too late, so I just stuck with the team. Um, and I actually did really good. Uh, first game I played against Chance. Uh, <coughs> he kind of played the same team as mine, but except for not a full Necron, usually the 40-point Necron. I can't remember all their teams, so I do apologize for that. Um, but I did sweep him 400-0. to zero. And then t- uh, I believe my partner, Cheesehead, won. He was playing a Justice League team, which was Prime Wonder Woman, Bat Jaro, um, Fulcrum Abdominus, World's Finest, the Chainsaw Wonder Woman, and I forget what else. But basically, that team was courtesy of uh, Giant Reach. When they came on the podcast a few months ago, we were talking about what they were playing, and he sent me that team. He's like, here, if you want to play a good team, try it. It was basically to go through uh, stop clicks with Bat Jarl outwitting that. Um, But I think Ryan just had some... I didn't get to talk to him too much because um, I either didn't see him and then I got sick. But I think he just had some rough matchups. But uh, round two, I played against Clay Wood, and he played against George Masu. And from what I remember, I believe George Masu kind of made quick work of Ryan. I was actually able to beat Clay Wood. I kind of he was playing. I can actually tell you because he's awesome and he puts all the teams up here. Uh, he was playing Blackheart at fifty, Falcon, Lex Luthor at fifty. 
Orb, Red Widow, Necron, Doctor Strange, Miss Marvel, Manifold, and Black Manta. Uh, I did like the Miss Marvel move on him, where basically uh, her rally is Rally 2, and if you try to roll any D- single D6, she just replaces it. She doesn't even replace it. She just says it is a 2. So if you think you're going to roll for Super Senses, you don't even get to roll. It's just it's a 2. So that was a great move by him. Um, I kind of baited him out with my Red Widow. I stuck her out just one square enough for where he could get an alpha with uh, Necron with all the shields that he had, and he did go for it, and then I came in and pulse-waved him with black or blue Marvel and then kind of just took apart his team the rest of the way. I was able to get 350 off him. I forget what I was. I didn't take off him. I think it was Falcon, but I ended up winning that one. Uh, third game I played against Lewis, who I believe was from Giant Reach. I don't remember that game at all, but I apologize. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize, but it was kind of the same things that people else were playing. Um, I swept him. Uh, game four was the only game that I did lose on the day, and it was probably my favorite out of all of them, and that was against Logan uh, Gra- Growney, I believe his name was. And he played Blue Marvel, Falcon, Blackheart, Red Widow, Orb, Doctor Strange, Spiderling, Scarlet Witch, Manifold, and Stafford Cuckoo on the Perplex style, I believe it was. But um, I lost. That was the only game that I lost map on also, and I took him to Morlock Tunnels. And his team was really good because he could get um, full map reach uh, on a long map because he had double TK, so he would just TK up Falcon and Blackheart, and then they would move through people or whatever, and then they could make it all the way. So um, I would have won that game, but my turn three was one of the worst turns I've ever had in my life. I needed a five to hit Blue Marvel, and I had three attempts at it, and it was four, four, four. Um, and then he kind of picked apart my team, and I ended up losing that game 235 to 150. And then my last game of the night for Swiss was against Isaac, not the Prodigy Isaac, but the other Isaac on Phoenix Nest. I don't remember his last name. And he played Isaac Denke. What is it? <clears throat> Isaac Denke is one of my Denke. And he played a pretty Stop. unique um, Gotham City Underworld team. It was Bane at full. It was Poison Ivy, the rare. It was Harley Quinn. It was the Joker that gives everyone mystics. Uh, what else was on that team? I forget what else. But uh, again, he lost map or he lost initiative. He put me on a long map, but I was just a- able to outrange him. I pulse waved him a bunch to get around the Mystics, and then Necron was hitting with um, his Invincible to ignore the Mystics. <coughs> the biggest mistake that I kept making the entire day was I would place Necron in a position to make the second attack. But I would forget to place a Grave Terrain marker under him. So if Orb or um, Blue Marvel or someone would go KO, I wouldn't get that heal. So I I did that countless times throughout the entire day where I would position perfect, then Orb would do a running shot, um, energy explosion, kill one or two people, then I'd heal up or try to heal up Necron. He's like, yeah, there's no Grave Terrain marker. And I'm like, ah, damn it, I did it again. Um, So I just was really bad at putting that Grave Terrain marker down. And then... Uh, we just we just squeaked into top eight because I did t- cut to top eight. I actually we finished the game. I swept Isaac. 
Um, Ryan lost, but I think he got a couple points, not too many, but I'm like, there's no way. We're 3-2 and two at this point um, because we had lost against the Clay Wood matchup and the Logan matchup. So I call my wife up. I'm like, hey, you want to go get dinner? Uh, I'm done. And then they post up the – it was funny because they post up the standings, but you can only see the top seven. So there's top seven, and I'm just talking to my wife. Yeah, let's go here. And then they scroll down, and there's top eight, and it says our team name. I was like, okay, never mind. I, I can't go out to dinner. I have to play another round. And we had to go up against uh, the Redmonds, who got the first seed, which is kind of funny because – uh, this year, Ryan and Christine got first place for uh, seating, and we got eighth. And last year at the event, me and my teammate got first, and they got the eighth seed. So it was kind of a rematch of last year. I was playing against Christine in top eight. Uh, she played a soldier team, but I'll let Ryan talk more about that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, about halfway during our match, I hear my teammate Ryan just go, sorry, Adam. Um, pretty much knowing that Redman destroyed him. And unless I sweep Christine, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, plus, um, I I did beat Christine, but I didn't sweep her. I forget how many points I got off her. But at that point, she still had, I think, three or four figures left. And um, I knew I couldn't sweep her, so I knew it was just inevitable for us to lose that game. But we, we ended up losing that game. I was happy with my performance. I went 5-1 and one on the day. I'm not sure what she said went with, but um, it was a good time. I was happy with my um, two top eight performances in the last two um, pauper prints like it was last year, apples and oranges. Um, so I was happy with my performance. Um, and then we up, ended up getting eighth place, I think. And then Ryan, let's talk about your long day. All right. Um, so I played a mystical team. It was a 100-point Arachnite with the Red Symbiotes, uh, Iron Inquisitor, Brother Voodoo with the Billy Clubs, Orb with the Pumpkin Bombs, Mephisto, Jennifer Kale, Madam Web with the Web Shooters, the Legacy Green Lantern with the Green Lantern Ring, and then Daredevil with the Red Lantern ring, the uh, legacy Daredevil. Uh, and then I had Jathan on Arachnites, and then the uh, Doom Supreme and Ghost Goblin MOE swaps, and then Amut's Tomb as well. And uh, my main goal of the day was basically just to try to max out Amit's Tomb as fast as I could. In most games, I think I was able to do that. So it was basically just either uh, I sat back and tried to do that while my opponent kind of moved up slow or they had to rush me real quick so I couldn't uh, close it out. Uh, and then Christine played a variation of the soldier team I played at um, Worlds for Pulp. And so it was 100-point Deathstroke, the Valken, Militants, Blue Marvel, Red Widow, and then the extra 100 points that we added was uh, Red Skull from the Avengers Forever, uh, Star-Lord from Avengers Forever, and then the 30-point Iska from the X-Men starter set. Uh, she was kind of just a uh, outwit that could move through characters. I don't think she did a lot, but it was hard to fill it out, the rest of the team, with um, with soldiers. So, uh, our first game was against Dan and his partner, and Dan let me close out Amit's tomb, and then we fought, and so that game ended up being, uh, looks like 380 to 225. Um, I don't remember if I was able to, I killed your, the camel, right? Yeah. 
no. Left at the end? He, he was still alive. Was he? I think he was. I think he was one of the only things that was left off. Okay. Uh, you killed my bat. You killed my Batman. You, you killed Necron. Uh, you killed my Carnage Silver Surfer because he just couldn't do anything that game. Um, what was it? You killed most of everything else. And it was Camel that survived. Yeah, him and what was it? Something else. I think Blackheart still survived. Maybe there was a few things that were left on the board. Okay. Um, we won that one and then moved on to playing uh, Kevin Nelson and I forget who his partner was. Isaac Denke. Played. Isaac okay. Denke. Um, <laughs> Isaac Denke. Uh, so he also played a camel team and uh, it was a little bit different. He had Genesis, so I think he went, what is that, Monster then also or is that Warrior? No, it's, it, he Ruler. couldn't have done Ruler, yeah, he went Ruler then, yeah. Ruler, okay. Um, so, yeah, I was able to max out that card again um, pretty early, and then we just kind of kept going back and forth, and I do believe I was able to kill a camel in that one. Um, and then we moved on to uh, playing Dan Powell, and his partner was Nick Blue. Um, that was a pretty fun game. I have not played against the uh, Legacy Apocalypse in a while, and uh, Dan was playing Legacy Apocalypse with the uh, Legacy Ultron. Um, it was a ruler team, and he had a neat trick with the masterminding with the um, Mephisto team-up card. Uh, and so the big turnaround was I was able to use Brother Voodoo for some free damage, and then I was able to crit hit with uh, rolling a one with uh, Orb, and that was able to KO the uh, um, Apocalypse near the end of the game. So that was a good game. Uh, we moved on from there, and uh, we uh, went against Matt Esbrook and Scott Crampton. Um, that one was Matt was playing a, a kind of similar mystical team. Uh, he had the Lilith and Blackheart, and then still was also playing a Legacy Jennifer Kale. And took us a little bit to he won map, and so he took us a little bit to kind of get into it all because he went to um, I think it was Star Lord's ship, so it was a little bit more blocking. Uh, and uh, I still wanted to get the card max, so I got the card max. And then we started going um, probably close to the middle of the game, and I was able to pull that one out as well. Uh, near the end, um, what's his name? Uh, Arachnite kind of just snapped on him. And uh, was able to KO some stuff, move and KO some more stuff. So it kind of took off at the end. And then we moved on to um, the first time that we played George Masu and Clay Wood. So George actually had a super close team to my team. I think the only difference was he had Ghost Rider. And I had Jennifer Kale and what else was it? It was pretty close, though. There's another, like, 30 or 40 points in there that was a little bit different. Um, he, We both knew that we were going into top eight, so he tried the Mephisto team-up card where you could choose to take a damage and make one of your uh, friendly characters attack rolls a six. So um, that's something that I wanted to build with, but it just never seemed like it was going to work, and it definitely doesn't. It just is too easy then to KO him once he's done it once or twice. So I think he was able to get some sixes, which all that did was kind of feed my Madam Web. And then he was on uh, some placeable elevated terrain on his last click because he took the two damage. So I think my first KO of that game was just using the um, uh, Fire Hydrant to get rid of that and then KO Mephisto. 
And then um, I was able to kind of just keep making attacks. So that one was a, a bigger win. And that brought us to top, was it top eight? Yeah. yeah. And then top eight is where we met Adam and uh, she said Ryan. And that one, the tarot cards worked out pretty well for me. Uh, he was unfamiliar with the precision strike one. And so he was pretty up in my face when I pulled that one. And um, the uh, Arachnite just kind of went off on most of his team because a lot of his uh, team was based off of the Wonder Woman senses. And that card just doesn't let you roll anything. So I think I KO'd probably four things in one turn. And uh, that was kind of done after that. So was that I, the that was, pretty, uh, was that the point where he's like, "Sorry, Adam." Uh yeah, that's well. I, I apologize to him too. It was a pretty rough game for him. That was definitely the the biggest beating I I handed out all weekend. <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, then we went on and played uh, Cole uh, Williams, who that's who uh, Ethan just mentioned. His team with the defenders had Arachnite and Iron Hammer. Um, and that was a pretty close game, uh, right until the end, I was able to take that one. And so that brought us back to the top two and we played George and clay again. And I was able to beat George near the end. I think that was, it was a much closer game than the first one. I, I love playing George. He's an awesome player. He always kind of takes me to my limit. He's I feel the like. only one He's... that stands the entire tournament. Uh, you will not see him sit <laughs> down ever. Yeah, he did all weekend, I think. <laughs> uh, but he he likes to actually like play, so we were rolling dice pretty early, and uh, he's he's great to play against. Um, I was able to beat him, uh, and uh, then Christine just didn't get enough points, and then lost to Clay, so we ended up taking second in uh, apples and oranges. Yep. So for two years in a row, George Masu is the clicking it killer in like the apples and oranges prince popper because we lost to him in the finals last year too so uh we got a grudge against you george we're gonna get you one of these years um but overall it was a great um tournament we ended up walking away with um spider hulk as our prize i know george and clay (coughs) excuse me excuse me oh my gosh uh, walked away with a case each of, I believe, Spider-Man, and then you guys walked away with a case as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we walked away with a case of Spider-Man, and then I think two Phoenix Sentinels. Nice. Um, that you brought home with you. So, like I said before, if you plan on going and you plan on winning, make sure you have that space in your carry-on or um, suitcase to bring something home with you. Because <laughs> you didn't open your case, which I thought you were going to, but you brought that thing home with you. No, we're uh, we're currently opening it right now, using it as a, a battle royale practice for my son who's learning how to play. Nice. Um, and then Saturday was the modern event. Like I said, I didn't play in that, but I will go over what I did. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I just did two battle royals. Uh, the first one I did was with Mike Reardon and Tony Canavito and Chance, who I played in the first round of Apples and Oranges. We decided to do Avengers 60th. Didn't pull the greatest. We pulled three um, higher-up rarities. We pulled the Prime Super Adaptoid. We pulled Morgan Le Fay, and we pulled Absorbing Man. Um, Iron Mike ended up winning that one because when I, so how, uh, Ryan did it or how Newmark did it was that you were to, 
um, get two boosters. So you're you're playing for an entire brick's worth, and you get two boosters. You pull one figure total out of those two boosters, and then you pass the nine figures along with you. So I open up my boosters. I don't see much in there, but I do see Ultron. I like Ultron. So I chose him, passed my two boosters, and then Reardon goes, Reardon goes, you're really going to give me Beyonder? I was like, ah, damn it, I didn't even see Beyonder in there because I saw Ultron. So my eyes were a little bit in the deer in the headlights kind of tunnel vision there. So I took Ultron, passed Beyonder. Um, so he ended up taking that one. He took Prime Absorbing Man up or Prime um, Super Adaptoid. I got Morgan Le Fay. And then... The next one I played in a few hours, we were playing the other half of the case from that one. And we ended up pulling Ghost Goblin and the Ultra Chase Mephisto, and I forget what else in there. And I luckily was able to win that one. I got the Ultra Chase Mephisto for that one. Um, but then that was my day. I just played two Battle Royals, and I was able to walk away with e, with a um, Ultra Chase Mephisto. So I had a pretty good day. So I'll let you guys take it away for like the next 20 minutes or so of what you played, who you played against, and so forth. Um, why don't we start with Ethan this time? All right. Um, so I went uh, monster theme because, I mean, quarters kind of dictate it. I ran double surfers, one with black, black skull, Venom Thanos with the hell cycle, Mephisto with shot gauntlets, white shirt porter with the Sinestro ring, and black shirt porter solo. My sideline, I had Prime Absorbing Man and Scrappy, and then Kid Thanos, Ghost Goblin, King Killmonger, and Inquisitor rounded out that. My first match was against Dan Powell, and he's admitted on his podcast, and he admitted it to me then and there when we were sitting. It was a mere match. The only difference is I had uh, Thanos with the Hell Cycle, and he was running uh, Hope Summers and Green Lantern Batman. Um, our maps were identical. We had one difference there, and then one different tarot card. Other than that, it was identical. And what had happened is we rolled. I rolled a 7. He rolled an 8. He looked at me. He's like, well, I think I win this one. And I looked at him what I think you do, too. And we played it out. Um, but, yeah, it came down to whoever won, won. And he took me 340 because I ended up snatch, snatching his hope. Uh, so starting the day out was kind of rough. But then I got Christine, round 2. I don't remember what she was playing because I didn't get the teams written down. But she was sitting there. She looked at him. She's like, you know, I'm kind of done with today. I, I want to be on for tomorrow. I was like, you going to concede? She's like, no. So we played it out. Um, took her, She took me to uh, one of the uh, larger neoprene maps. I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, the locker room, whatever it was. And, you know, she slowly moved up. I positioned my team with uh, Kid Thanos with the nice high defense and all the probs because I had rolled leadership with Thanos got a six, so all my monsters and symbiotes, which is the whole team, was sitting on prob, and she came up with her porter to pulse wave, and she rolled a three, and then I proceeded to just kind of eat her team, took her 240 to 75, uh, she got one of my, uh, no, she got Thanos and one of the porters, then I got to play John Virgilio, and this was probably my favorite match of the game, of the week. He was playing the really high defense uh, um, Mr. Ring team. And then he had the guitar guy out of the uh, Guardian set, uh, Bizzle Takamakin, or whatever it is. 
for uh, anti-Scott Porter tech because it gives his entire team protect pulse wave. That was real tight. Um, it came down to I had a surfer on last click up in his face and rolling a 12 on 21s was not fun and a 22 in one case. I rolled. He had one Scott Porter roll. I hit an 11. He's like, oh, I'm going to Porter that. I'm like, okay. Rolled again, hit a crit hit, and I sp- spread out the damage 1-1-1. One, one, one. So it became two, killed off some stuff, healed that surfer. And then my second surfer came back on the backside, shot some stuff out. And in turn one, the surfer went that was damaged went from last click to one over start. And then you know, I got him on last action because I ended up killing uh, his Batman. And it took him 190 to 150. And then the one match that I gave the guy crap about, I got to play Aaron Virgilio right afterwards, you know. Big brother, little brother. It was quite fun. Um, Virgilio was playing a detective theme. Uh, he kind of clumped up, but he ended up leaving his Batman Jaro hanging out way in the back. You know, didn't use him. And I flipped the uh, tarot card for plasticity, so I had free move. I, I could have got him with my one surfer, but with the free move and everything, I was able to get the whole team where I needed to. Killed his Bat Jaro, and the next turn he retaliated with world's finest he killed one of my surfers and he killed my white shirt porter and time got called we're sitting at 75 75 i grab my dice for the roll off i roll an 11 i look at him and i said you won and i started walking away he slams his cup down looks at it double sixes so that's where anyone in the room knew what happened because aaron virgilio like he he was so excited about that and then i got james salisbury uh, at the end of the Swiss, I can't remember what he played, but it, it was over quickly. It was 300-0. I ended 3-2 uh, and two with 865, and I missed top cut by 80 points. But that's how my mine went. If I would have won that roll-off, I would have ended up against uh, Aaron Virgilio's uh, opponent in that round, and it was a matchup that was designed for surfers to eat. So, I mean, one dice roll changed, changed my entire weekend, but it was so fun. The Virgilios are both very fun to play with. We had a blast the whole time. Yep, and kudos, yeah, so I say kudos to them. I know Aaron uh, did a lot of the support for the prizing, and then Jonathan, like I said, did all the uh, 3D printed stuff uh, as well. So great bunch of great brothers there. Uh, Dan, let's talk about your uh, modern experience. Uh, it was fun. I was two and three, so I was an improvement over Worlds. Uh, my first match, I played Cheesehead because, of course, I get to play uh, teammates usually during like the early rounds of Swiss. Uh, so I he took me to uh, what was that Morlock Tunnels because he was running detectives with Amit's Tomb, and I moved two thirds up the map. And he decides to not come and get me, so he'd rather finish. He he closed the case for the tomb, which I was kind of expecting. But I'm like, well, I have to run at you anyway. So um, post match, I lost by 15 points because of the tomb because he scored 20 extra points um, off me from the two kills that he got because he got my porter and he got what else did he get? He got something. He got something else off my uh, besides porter. Um, what was it? So that was my first match. Second match was I faced a Black Lantern team. Um, I was able to 
was that hopscotch up the map, and they didn't really see that coming. Uh, so that one I won. My third match, I think I played Jonathan Virgilio, uh, which that was very tough for me because his team was just very good against mine. He has he had the mystery gang plus the uh, the guy that protects you from pulse plates, so he just bunched up, and I made the mistake of I didn't hit the right figure with the boot to try to get them out of formation. So uh, that Isn't was it, hanging on twenty twos. It was 23s at one point because the defend oh. card came up. So it was 20. I was a 13 on a 23. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I just couldn't hit anything because my dice went to go. Oh, we're going to roll about a four every time. So it didn't really matter what I was rolling. <clears throat> uh, was, I can't remember my fourth match. My fourth, uh, my fourth and fifth. I know I lost my fourth match, and then I won my final match, which got me to two and three. So um, it was, it was a fun. Oh no, sorry. My third round, I played. My third round, I played the boy wonder, and then fourth round, I played um, Anthony. Uh, so third round, I played Isaac. Uh, really good team. Uh, he was. He made the comment that he made the team to specifically beat Kama, which I thought was funny. Um, I realized turn two, I screwed up, and that's where it went downhill from there, because he capitalized on that. Um, I healed Necron instead of sidestepping him up and then healing him, because then he went to stealth, so I couldn't shoot at something, because he had basically moved his whole team up the map, because he had uh, King of Hell Ghost Rider, Prime Spider-Man, Carnage Silver Surfer, uh, MOE Swap, and I feel like something else. I just can't remember what that last thing was that was on his team. Um, so if I would have been able to do that, I would have been able to shoot at something, hopefully take the prob off that he was using with Inquisitor, and then move the pog up to swing on Spider-Man to take him out, because I equipped Colony. So I would have had a good shot at clipping Spider-Man early. Um, and because the Ace of Swords was up on my end, so uh, being able to hit, I would have rolled two dice for Blades. So, uh, but it was nice to be able to, to account for, like, I knew where I screwed up right away as soon as I, end, like, I was like, oh, and this is probably where the end of this is happening. So, uh, I think I got, oh, it was Mephisto. That's what it was. There we go. Because I got Mephisto for 30 points. So I, I scored points, which was, I was happy about at least on the board. Uh, and that, yeah, so that was it. My fifth round, I don't remember who I played the fifth round, unfortunately, but I do know I walked away on the win on the end there, so I was 2-3. and three. wasn't the greatest performance, but uh, I w- it was an improvement over my world's performance, so I'm happy about that part. So, And it was it was fun. I played a team that I wanted to play, so it was, it was a good time. Uh, and then Ryan, per usual, does the best out of all of us, so tell us about your modern experience. So going into the event, I had a an assassin team that I was working on since Worlds, and it did pretty well, but it just wasn't that fun to play, but I still wanted to kind of see it out. Uh, but then after the uh, the performance with Mystical the day before, going 8-0, I scrapped my whole assassin team and made a Mystical team. Uh, so I ended up playing uh, Arachnid again at 100 points with the Red Symbiote. I kept Brother Voodoo, but had to kick off the Billy Clubs. And uh, still Mephisto, but I had to lose the MOE swap. Uh, Madam Web, Daredevil I kept. I added the Black Shirt Porter and then did the Green Lantern with the Green Lantern ring still. Um, so I kind of just made the team that night, uh, or the night before Modern, just to kind of 
see what I felt like would do the best. And uh, it still did pretty well, but I made some tweaks since that I'm going to be running at Adepticon. Um, so first event, or first match of Modern, uh, I played uh, Dan Valentine, and he had a, an Avengers team with Ghost Surfer and uh, Cap Wolf, uh, that's the super rare Spider-Man, um, and I was able to clear out my uh, Amat's tomb pretty quick again, and then we met in the middle, and uh, he missed a couple of important attacks in the beginning and I was able to kind of capitalize on that. So I ended up taking that one 20 to 155. And then after that, uh, round two went uh, and played Cornelius. Uh, he played a, what did he have? He had the dare, the legacy daredevil uh, MOE swap and uh, he moved his daredevil up really close to the middle and after I maxed out my card, I got my brother Voodoo up, who was an MVP all weekend. I uh, was able to ping Daredevil to put me up, and then that kind of made him have to come to attack me. And I think he made some miscalculations, and uh, I was able to take that one 170 to 140. Aren't you glad I suggested Voodoo? Oh, I I wanted to play him, but he I originally wanted to build with Lilith first. And I don't think she was going to work well in the 400-point uh, game, so I built with uh, Brother Voodoo instead. And, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with him and maybe Lilith eventually. <laughs> but, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, round, th- what is this, round three is... I lost it. Oh, oh, so round three, I played Matt Ventura. He had three uh, silver uh, Carnage Silver Surfers, and this one was a little bit rough. Uh, he had Hulk that ran up and threw the. I had I moved my Madam Web into the uh, debris marker, and I didn't think he'd be able to get her out of there. But they ruled that you could still place the blocking elevated terrain under her and put it on the debris marker. So that kicked her out of the stealth uh, in the hindering. So she was able to get targeted by one of the surfers. And then I just missed every single one of my rollouts. He crit hit me, I think, twice and basically just rolled 10s and 11s. So that was a pretty pretty rough beating. Um, we ended up going, he beat me 150 to 60, and that was my first loss of the weekend. And then after that, I went and played Scott Crampton, who was playing that team that he was talking about with the two-gun kids. And that was a really hard shell to break. I pulled the tarot card, uh, the Emperor, and so he took me to an outdoor map and moved up about a third of the way, I would say. And he had a pretty strong shell, um, but with the... um, the emperor card making me a colossal i figured it was probably the best time to go in and so i went in with arachnite and made some attacks and i was able to uh at the end win like 30 to 60 uh with another round or two it definitely could have gone either way though that was a pretty close game and then after that i went and played uh emily Rowett, and she had a monster team with Hulk and Necron, and uh, her dice were pretty rough the whole game. Uh, it was probably, we both started out with really bad uh, single D6 rolls. My leaderships and willpowers missed everything. Uh, she needed them a lot more, though, because she was missing them with Hulk 
And uh, what's the other thing? Oh, and the support with Porter for Necron. So, uh, and then her dice, the the single D6 rolls never really uh, turned around and mine did. So I ended up taking that one off her 130 to 30. Uh, Again, with Amit's Tomb doing some work with that. And then that was the five rounds of Swiss. So then we moved on to top 16 where I faced uh, Rob who ended up taking second place. Uh, that was a good good matchup. He ended up winning map and took me to the States map. And he saw what I was doing right away. And so he rushed me pretty quick. I think I was... By the time we started fighting, I think I had five of the six case tokens done to get to the extra damage. And so he was up on me in the beginning pretty fast. And I was able to KO his Arachnite. And then he kind of just was picking apart some of my pieces, doing some damage. I was able to roll out. And then uh, my dice just kind of totally went cold on me. I had uh, the, he kept his two Scott Porters and Iron Fist in the back. And I had the first attack on a flurry with Arachnite. And he KO'd his Arachnite. I rolled to do the, the free boop so I could move to across the map and do the extra attack and then the finish the flurry. And I rolled a one. So I did the uh, community token and then rolled a two. So a second attack ended up going against um, Ghost Rider. And then that was that. And then I ended up creating a chainsaw with Daredevil. And I was able to flurry that. I missed the first one and then hit the second one. And then I wanted the damage, so I rolled blades. I rolled the one, community token that, and then rolled the one again. And then uh, missed uh, just a ton of super senses. So it, I was able to score his Ghost Rider, I think, the turn before last uh, by TKing with my Black Shot's my black shirt Scott Porter, uh, his soul sword for his Arachnite, and it dealt an extra damage because he was in hindering, and I had the bonus because I was able to get the six uh, earlier in that ma- that uh, that turn, so that I would do extra damage if they're what in or adjacent to debris. I think it is, and so that gave me a decent amount of points there. I think like eighty five with the sword and surfer or uh, ghost rider, and then uh, he. KO'd my Mephisto, which put him at 170 to my 140. So that was a really, really good game. Um, really close the whole time. And then uh, that was top 16, so I was out after that. Uh, what prizing did you get for top 16? Um, What did I end up getting? I think maybe a couple boosters and a tarot card. Okay. Nothing super big. Unless the boost... Uh, I think that's what I got. Okay. Um, but overall, again, good performance by everybody. And Alex Mater, our national champion at Gen Con, ended up winning that against Rob. And Alex played um, Prime Spider-Man with a Black Symbiote, Current Surfer, Venom Thanos, making the top uh, finish with Black Skull and the two Scott Porters. So very cool that Venom Thanos got a, got a win there. Um, and then why don't you guys talk a little bit about the banquet that they had at the end of the night? I wasn't there, obviously, because I was getting scurvy at the pirate show. But uh, what happened there? Um, how long was it? Things like that. Um, so the funnest thing about the bit, besides you know, doing my best uh, storage wars impression, was uh, the speed clicks. Um, at the table, they set down a map, and they grabbed four random figures out of the 
giant box from all the battle royales and handed it, and we got to do a little little uh, battle royale where you passed it, and you had minute turns, and there was, was rules and stipulations. Yep, rules and stipulations where if you accidentally cheated and someone caught you, the figure that did it took an unavoidable. You started your turn early, you took an unavoidable. Just a whole. It was a it was a blast. It really was. Um, they auctioned some really good stuff off. Um, Ryan, I think you got one of them that you were bidding on, right? Uh, I ended up getting the Deadpool chase set um, with from uh, Deadpool X Force. I got the zombie chase set, and then I also got the John Haffert uh, lunchbox with the uh, tokens and everything in it, which was really cool. Yeah, I was bidding on some of that stuff, but you kept outbidding me. But more importantly, <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> I, I know. I, I was saving my money for the next phase, though, because uh, I did. <laughs> I did win the bid for one of the next phase battle royale slots. And, like, the food was really good. Um, Crampton put on a pretty fun little show for us. But um, the heads up was hysterical. It was it was Heroclix related where um, they had written down specific figures that were recent Heroclix enough that uh, you'd have one person flip it up, the whole table was giving clues, and then they'd guess. And, yeah, it w- that was a hoot. Yeah, also real fun. But after the banquet, I played in the uh, next phase battle royale with David Newmark, Chris, and uh, Aaron Virgilio. Um, Chris, I can't remember his last name, ended up winning. And the, the prizing was Venom God of Thanos, um, the stuff from next phase, uh, and the Kong Iconics. Well, Chris passed on Kong, so I ended up taking home a Kong. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, he's going to be something to really watch out for, and he might be legal for Adepticon, so that's something to keep in, in back thoughts. How uh, furry is he? Um, Very. Very furry. Uh, I, I have cats, and I took him out of the box when I got home, and about a minute later, he already had white fur on him because it's like a velvet. Okay, so I'm just trying to think of people who don't like like it's not like I'm trying to think of that one plastic where if you run your nails across it, it's like um I don't know if like if you're sensitive to touch or something like that if he's the figure for you so I I didn't really get to see him in person yeah if you, if you have a tactile issue you don't want to that's want that's the it. word I was looking for um yeah, very much so. one other event that I want to talk about that Dan participated in that we didn't get a chance to was PJ did a chess clock tournament. And, uh, Dan, if you could tell us a little bit about the rules, if you remember that, and how you did, and what you thought of it. There was a couple different setups that PJ ran, and there was, like, three. So the first one I played in against Mike was where every time we took an action, we had to bounce back and forth and hit the clock. So whether it was whatever, like, dice rolling, like, offense, defense stuff, so we kept hitting the clock back and forth, um then using up like our time because I think we had 20 minutes per person or something like that or 22 or something like that whatever it was um that was pretty intense because I didn't feel like I was interacting with Mike at all because we were just going back and forth trying to be as quick as we can to just like take our turn and like hit the hit the hit the chest clock to keep going back and forth the second version I played in um was you each have time but as soon as somebody runs out of time then the person that has time left just gets to go uninhibited onto the opponent. And that was wild because my opponent left me with like 10 minutes of time to just wail on him. And so I went from being down to 
clearing his whole team because all he could do is flip his tarot and do nothing. And then the third version is where you stop the chess clock for just the attacks and all the resolutions and stuff that happens like during the attack sequence. And that was probably the best version that I saw because the most of like I think it the thirty minutes or so of the match was just all attacks. Everything else was relatively speedy. So it shows like the majority of like what's happening during a match is just like the attacks and all the resolutions from like attacking back and forth. It's not it there is some like with positioning and things and like doing stuff like that, whether you're doing like PK to move to then do an attack or something like that, or you're doing whatever else you're doing, but the majority of the time that the, the chess clock was paused was for all the attacks, because they recorded it, so you could see how much time had elapsed while the chess clock was paused, so like, I think they were they gauged it was like, a, basically a full hero click match, because um, I think they gave them, was it 10 minutes on the clock per person, but like I said, they paused it whenever there was attacks going back and forth, so it was really interesting, it was Super, like, I give him a lot of credit for putting this forward. The chess clock idea is interesting. I just, it's really tricky how you'd have to implement it because, like I said, the the first two were okay, but it felt like I just wasn't interacting with my opponent. And the second one was just weird because suddenly the opponent's out of time and I'm just going to wail on him for a good 10 minutes uninhibited. Like, I can take my turn as fast as I want and go, just keep going. And that's what happened was I had 10 minutes where I just shot at him and because he couldn't do anything, he doesn't have rollouts or anything, and just you just uninhibited wail on your opponent. But uh, I didn't really like that very much, and it just felt really weird to be like I, I won. It didn't really feel like a win. So I, I liked the third version, but I don't know if this will be something that we could actually like implement or not. I don't really think we need to, but I know a lot of people were uh, like talking like that it needs something. So. I would be fine if they made it just like a separate tournament that you wanted to go into and not implement it into the game. I think that's yeah, fine. Yeah, if, if it was a side event, I'd be all for that. That's fine. Like those types of things are good for that, where you have like your unique rule sets and stuff that um, you can you can do as like a side event. Like it was neat and I enjoyed doing it, but if, I wouldn't want to have to do that for five rounds of Swiss and then cut. <laughs> that, that would be too much. Yeah. Um, Mike Reardon did end up winning that event. I believe he played against his buddy in the finals, Jonathan, and he walked away with the Iron Man Hall of Armor set. Um, another, <coughs> excuse me, another quick event. Uh, the Gladiator happened on Friday, which we forgot about, and Mike Reardon also got second place in that one as well. And that's where the Gladiator was a hilarious mess. <laughs> That's right. You were part of that, too. I know, Ryan, you and Christine were going to be a part of that, but you were too busy getting second place in Apples and Oranges. Um, so, a little quick breakdown of the Gladiator. Um, a lot of us going into it had started uh, enjoying ourselves by about 6, and the event didn't kick off till after 7.30. And I think at one point there was 8 or 9 bottles of whiskey spread out between the four tables. Yeah, there was, was a lot of booze. there was a lot of booze at those tables that night. I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, oh, "Y'all are getting." This. But we we did the uh, the brick style battle royale, but we did it with Empire, and we did put a cap on it so there was no 300 point Thor that could be played at full. But no one pulled it. But it was entertaining. Uh, I I finally got to play against Barnstable. That was a great enjoyment playing the actual game with them. But 
the the sheer amount of shenanigans with people like, oh, but I meant to do that. Hold on, let me take a shot. It was, yeah, it was, was very. Was, it was fun to watch Barnstable play. I was like, oh, what chaos is this? I just sat down and watched. I was like, this is great. Uh, and then Sunday was the three v three, which I was asleep in bed the whole whole time. But luckily, Ethan was able to take my place on the team, which was with Cheesehead Ryan and Iron Mike Reardon. And Good old team. Say, and as a um, tribute to me, what did you guys name yourself? We were team. Where's Adam? Yeah, Adam was sleeping in his bed for pretty much the entire day that day. Um, it was for wheels. Uh, David couldn't get next phase for it, so it was wheels, which, you know, it is what it is. A little disappointing for everybody just because that set's been out for about three months now. Everybody has everything. Um, it would have been it's fun. A terrible for, sealed set. <laughs> it is a pretty bad sealed set because you are only getting four figures, so you're getting ten less figures from it. Um, but it is what it is. Hopefully he can change it or work it out with the schedule next year where it will be. Now, next phase was supposed to be released before uh, it was supposed Champion to be released. No, it was supposed to be. I thought it was supposed to be pre-releases during Champion Clicks and then released right after. Yeah. yeah it was it's been pushed back like a ton of times. The original release date was actually December, and then it got pushed to January oh. real quick. Then February and now it's March. Yeah, so there's not there's nothing he can do under that control. Um, unfortunately, it is what it is. But that was my team, so I was rooting from you guys from my hotel room. Uh, the other team for Ryan was Ryan, Christine, and then Dan was part of that team. Uh, Dalton, does anyone know who Dalton had on his team? He got stuck with uh, two guys that were missing a third. I mean, we were one of the only pairs that were willing to split. Because um, there was a pretty big fiasco at the beginning of it. I won't say names, but um, PJ was trying to get everyone situated. We were getting, you know, time was starting to tick by. And this one individual decided to start cussing and swearing at PJ, even though, like, PJ's trying to get everyone teamed up so we can get started. And PJ went full dad mode, told him basically, sit down and be quiet or leave. I'm trying to give you a fun event and you're going to be like this. That don't fly here. Yep. Um,. So, real quick, Ethan, why don't you guys talk about your brick, and then we'll talk about uh, Ryan's brick, and then we'll just talk about your teams. Well, um, on the day, uh, there were four Cathans pulled, and three teams did not pull a black art. That, that were some pretty big stats there. But our brick, our chase, we got Wolverine, we got Prime's Doc Sasquatch, both Super Ghost Riders and Super Ghost Panther, um, Dracula, and you know various other odds and ends, Orb. So, the three teams we put together was... The two Super Ghost Riders, um, there was on Alejandra for her pilot was Ghost Panther 2099, uh, motorcycle on King Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider's pilot was Blade with uh, Shape Change and Steel Energy, if I remember right, and then uh, Uncommon Ghost Rider with the uh, Scorpion Power, and that's what I ended up playing. Um Iron Mike, he took the chase team. It was uh, Chase Wolverine and uh, Doc Sasquatch with full-pointed, non-prime Damien Hellstrom and Hellcycle on Doc Sasquatch. And then Iron Mike, he ended up with the Blackheart Dracula Orb, and I think there's a couple werewolves to fluff it out. Um, we we ended up you know making top top cut on that. We went 3-1 and one on the day. 
before Top Cut, and the big issue was um, there's only four it, rounds. There, there was four rounds, but the math worked out to where there was like a point oh seven percent chance where if you went three and one, you wouldn't make it. And we hit the math just right. So one three and one team did not make Top Cut. Um, our first round, uh, if I remember right, that was our only loss of the, as a group. Iron Mike won his, but I ended up losing, and so did Cheesehead. Second round, um, got a fellow I'd been playing Battle Royales with earlier in the day, name of Logan, real nice dude. Um, he, he started calling me the Hoodoo Man because I kept uh, calling crit misses on him, and I was accurate. But we steamrolled them. I can't remember our third round, but our, our final round was against Dan Powell's team. And I had to play Dan, and he uh, kind of forgot that Alejandra comes back when other Ghost Riders die. So he killed Alejandra first. My Ghost Panther came out. I was using her perplexes. Well, and then he killed Get Over Here Ghost Rider, so I brought Alejandra back. And then he killed her again, and it was it boiled down to his severely hurt King Ghost Rider versus my untouchable King Ghost Rider. Because with the shape change, Super Senses, and, and Invincible, there really wasn't a whole lot of hitting him happening. I ended up taking him. It was 300 to 290. And then uh, after that, we moved in a top cut. We had to play uh, George Massu's team. And uh, George was playing the A spot with me. And I was up on George. And Ryan walked by and gave me the, you know, I'm sorry look. And then about three minutes later, uh, Iron Mike walked by and went, I lost. And it was at that point, I was like, well, even if I can say I beat Masu, like, that's not fun running away on point. So we just started speaking for the fences, and he got me that on last action. Uh, yeah, that, that's how our three went. It was quite fun. And then I believe uh, Cheese had told me you guys got sixth place in the end. Yep, we got sixth place. We beat Alex Mater and the South Dakota Phoenix in this guy. So, haha. I've already rubbed that in their face. But yeah, yeah. Um, prizing, we got six boosters and a punchline each. Uh, so we split the six boosters. They did have a month two X of Swords uh, booster buried in there that we didn't notice. So you know, I ended up with that one and didn't pull much out of it, but it was still cool. Good. Um, Ryan, talk about your brick and your teams and your performance. Ugh. Um, we pulled the Vengeance Chase and Prime Doc Sasquatch. <clears throat> Our super rares were uh, Phantom Rider. Um, who's the big guy? Two hundred points. Zed Teal, and we pulled the uh, the Ghost Panther twenty ninety nine. Yes. Um. So not great chases. Not great um, super rares. Um, I think my I ended up going two and two. I played the Vengeance because it's still a chase, so it's hard to not play him. Uh, but he was just he got one turned. I think both games that I lost, uh, both games that I lost were against Blackheart and the King of Hell Ghost Rider. So that kind of just they uh, they just had more offense. I feel like, um, and it was just uh, not great games. So I was pretty disappointed that we were doing wheels because it just has been a, a bad set. I played a lot of sealed with uh, the pre-release and release day events and stuff, and it's just not a great. So maybe Dan can be more positive than me. I am because I went three and one with the what I would call the scraps team because I played uh, what was it? Docs at the Prime Doc Sasquatch, uh, Electra with Howard the Duck as the pilot. Um, 
what was it? Uh, Man Wolf, uh, a fire demon, and um, what was it? Night Nurse to give Doc Sasquatch the ability to reduce pen damage, seeing as I was going to fight a bunch of mystics. Uh, first round, I played against a King of Hell Ghost Rider, the Alejandro Ghost Rider, and a Blackheart, and what else was it? Oh, and a Moon Knight, the rare, uh, with a bunch of pilots, even though his one pilot was illegal, because he couldn't have it on there. But he, we figured that out real fast. I was like, yeah, that doesn't work. Um, so that was my one loss. And then second round, I think I played, was it one of the Giant Reach guys? I can't remember who we played second round. I just remember that I... Uh, he played, uh, it was like a, like, Leftovers team, because, oh, what did he have on his team? I remember he had uh, a little less swing than I did, so we played on a small map. I, I, I unfortunately can't remember what he played. Uh, I remember that, I think after that we played uh, Joe Elves' team, I think, was our third round. And then I, I, I played against Joe. He had Blackheart Orb. Uh, I think he also had a Night Nurse, and uh, I can't remember what else he had on his team. I ended up winning, because uh, he came up with his Blackheart and missed, or no, not Blackheart, he came up with his, because uh, um, he had the Health Cycle on Dracula, he came up with Dracula and just whiffed, and I proceeded to uh, just outwit him and just wail through him. Um, and then uh, my last match was... I can't remember my last match either. I, didn't, I remember playing Joe, but I don't remember who my last match was. But I ended up being 3-1 and one that day. My lo- my only loss was the first round against uh, the King of Hell Ghost Rider and the other Ghost Riders. I just didn't have the offense to um, go through all of that. And like the one time I did with Man Wolf where I was a 13 for 4, I just rolled a crit miss. So. What did uh, Christine play for her team? Uh, well, uh, the super rares, we were pretty limited, and it was hard to kind of make the teams, so we ended up giving her Blackheart and Zadkiel, and of course, uh, Zadkiel just got overwhelmed each time. She honestly had a really rough weekend with crit misses and dice rolls, uh, so yeah, it was not uh, not her favorite weekend. Yeah, her dice were really, I was really surprised by all that. I was like, all, man, all three days, yeah. She's known for, like, crit hitting, getting six on blades yep. uh, in the same rolls, so... Yep. It was it was really rough. I, I did like my match against George just because it was the only match I didn't have to play against Spirit Rider. <laughs> um, and I, I got and I don't know how Dalton's team did. Uh, I don't think they made top. Was it top cut to eight? Yeah, it was top eight. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how his team did, but overall, we all had a good experience. I believe the team of Scott Crampton, Prodigy Child, and was it his dad got first? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Isaac Ed and Scott took first. Yep. And, and that, that, that win cost Alex Mater the overall championship. Yeah, because Isaac became grand champion because he got third or fourth, I believe it was, in modern. He didn't make top cut in apples and oranges, but then this one put him over the top. So he became grand champion. He gets the big hammer as grand champion. And that was pretty much the uh, Champion Clicks event. Was there anything else? Did you guys do any battle royals or anything like that after modern? Or after modern I, ran um, a, I ran a couple. Um, how'd you do? Ran, ran it with some random guys. Um, I felt real bad because, like, it was that uh, Christian that it, it was his 11th game against me on Apples and Oranges. He was in one of my pods, and he didn't quite understand the Battle Royale format. And 
like I just farmed my one opponent to the left. He kept coming at me and just chewed through him. Um, what was cool about that is they had two Sherlock Holmes that they put into Battle Royales, and they had predetermined which order was which. There was going to be one Marvel Battle Royale and one DC Battle Royale, and I ran a Marvel and DC, and I ran the ones right before they gave out the Sherlock Holmes. But I, I came away with uh, Chase Hound, um, Super Air Prime Adaptoid, and a couple others. Um, and then the Sunday night after teams, we ran one more Battle Royale you know, with just the South Dakota guys. And we did Notorious and pulled Black Lantern Superman. And we kind of talked about it, and only one of us didn't have it, and he ended up taking it off. So. The Battle Royales were quite fun. Yeah. And definitely worth the money because you, I think it was 40 bucks to enter per, but you did get a whole brick worth of figures. So everyone at least walked away with a super rare. And then they always threw in a little extra, um, like a Connelly or a Fast Forces or something like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I got a Death Metal Wonder Woman from one of them. And then they added all the uh, prize and participation LEs from Exoswords to one of mine. And I got all those too. With the exception of APOC and Genesis. Yeah. Um, but overall, great weekend. I can't praise David Newmark enough for, and Chris from House Rules Gaming and everyone that was involved with how good of an event it was. It just sucked for me personally because it was cut short. Uh, because the 3v3 team seal was the one thing I was looking forward to the most. And I have still yet to be involved in a team sealed event. So hopefully one of these. Um, tournaments that are just happening. Guys What's that? I carried your guys for you. It's fine. That's all right. Thank you. I was I there mean, in spirit. All, all three days, Team Quicksand made top cut. Yep, we did. We made. Uh, we had three teams. Four apples and oranges make top cut. We had one. I think Ryan, you were the only one that made top cut for modern. And then we had um, Team Where's Adam make top cut for. Um, the 3v3. So uh, ClickSync made a good effort throughout it. While we didn't, <coughs> we had eight people go. Uh, I was thinking we might be the highest volume number of players, but because Giant Reach is located down in Florida, they actually had the most. I think they actually Earth beat uh, Phoenix Nest too. Yeah, Phoenix Nest, Earth Bound and Down, and Giant Reach were all pretty heavily represented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the event. Like I said, I can't say enough about how well of a job they did. Um, any last thoughts on the event before we sign off for the night? What did this you is guys? The third, uh, third one I've gone to, and they just keep getting better. So we're definitely going back. If you're ever on the fence about going and haven't gone, I highly suggest trying it out. What did you well, guys think of the hotel location? I personally That's loved nice. it because it was cheaper. It was around a one. 20 i think it was a night something like that but the thing that i love the most about it was that there was a gas station right next door there was a walgreens there was a chick-fil-a there are lots of other places to eat i liked the location last year because it was connected to like five other resorts but that can get kind of pricey when you want to eat at those places when you got a gas station and chick-fil-a and wendy's it's pretty cheap for you to do that so i personally loved the location that they had for this year what was really nice is David Newmark was actually asking people about that. You know, do we for the cheaper event with more, you know more events and higher price structure? Do we want to hire and resort? And it sounded pretty unanimous. Like the 
cheaper hotel makes the traveling better. And then, you know, the prize support is what draws people. And, you know, I, I think that might be where we're heading for, like in community run events now. Yeah, the the hotel last time was great. It really was. But you really had to take a bus to go anywhere, and you couldn't really walk anywhere to go to, like I said, a convenience store or a gas station or something like that. Um, I loved having the gas station right next door. And there was an Applebee's in the store or in the hotel. Um, I just overall thought it was a much better deal and or bang for your buck for that hotel than the past two. The thing is, is that you're sitting in a convention hall for pretty much the entire weekend. And so it sounded really cool last year to have the really nice hotel that had the lazy river and all that stuff. And it was nice to be there, but it was also, I think a good 60 bucks, at least a night extra. And the end result is we're still sitting in a a conference hall the entire weekend rolling dice. So in the end, it really wasn't worth it. Yeah, like I know my wife enjoyed it last year because she really had nothing to do for a couple of days. So she was able to check out all the resorts because they had like an ice cream place and the, like Ryan said, a lazy river. There was mini golf right. and stuff like that. So if you're going with somebody, that would be the one to go to. But if you're going by yourself or if you're just, you know, going there straight clicks, I think Newmark found the place um to be and like i said the the hotel price was the thing that drew me the most we actually stayed an extra day there compared to last year because last year i believe the hotel was like 200 bucks a night which isn't too bad and that's with the discount that they got but this time it was i think my total bill was like 750 for five nights at an orlando hotel which is a very very good deal oh phenomenal yeah yeah four nights i think i spent like 630 and that that's like unheard of in Orlando. Yeah, when yeah. I told people back home what I was paying to stay down there, they're like, Are you kidding? Like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you like I said, you don't leave the premises much and you and even like the store, they had a little like convenience store there, that wasn't even that badly priced as well. I thought that was the the one at the last hotel, it was like eight bucks for a water. Um but overall I think David found a home if he can get there uh next year as well. Uh, well, that yeah. is going to be our podcast and our recap of Florida. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know previews are coming out for Disney next phase, but we kind of wait to talk about those uh, when the whole set comes out for a review because it it's kind of pointless for us to talk about things twice. So that is going to be our plan. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but we will find something to talk about. I know they released things about um, ROC points, so we'll probably talk about that along with um, some other things as well. Um, Ethan, you had something that you wanted to talk about before we close the podcast tonight. Yeah. So um, I know that after Worlds, there's kind of a that dead time. And I have a local store in Spencer, Iowa. It is the second largest store by square foot in the entire Midwest. I brought this idea up to the owner about hosting a post-Worlds modern, setting, or modern meta setting tournament. He really dig the idea, and now we're looking at a two-day event because I started polling people in Florida, seeing what they were wanting and whatnot. So it'll be a two-day event. It's the third weekend in October. Um, there's plenty of hotels and stuff in Spencer, and there's a lot of other stuff going on. We're currently in process of securing a partnership with the local brewery to have a Bureau Clicks event after the, the first day event. Uh, the first day event will be a 3v3 setup, and instead of being sealed or anything, it'll be format. We will need a modern team, a silver team, and a pulp team. 
And the second day will be the big one. Um, it'll be the 300 Modern, you know, really set the, the meta edge. Um, we've got trophies in the process. We're getting products set up. We're reaching out for partnerships. Um, it, working on some things behind the scenes. We might be able to get some, some names there that might, you know, kind of shock people. We're looking at judges. We're looking at, you know, maybe getting some coverage. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. And we're really hoping to really draw people in. I've got people from quite literally all over the states. I talked with Team Canada. They seem pretty interested in it. It might be a major event, and it also helps us get over that team world, uh, the world's hangover and really gets the, the next year for a meta set up. So that's kind of what we're aiming for. Um, and then on top of that, because we usually have our Cheesehead Championship in October time, but because Ian's going to be having that tournament, we're going to be pushing our Cheesehead Championship to November probably around the 9th again because there's that really long lull of three months of nothingness so we want to make sure we're getting uh tournaments out there for people to compete and test out some meta teams so um after worlds in september plan on ethan's in was it Central iowa iowa for october and then the cheesehead champion the third cheesehead championship in november probably november 9th and 10th we're going to make it a double event as well probably modern on saturday and a 2v2 on that sunday so we're not quite sure what it is going to be yet we still got lots and lots of months to figure it out but that is going to be our plan and then we'll take december off as a community probably uh champion clips champion clicks back in january and then we've got that little bit of a lull time there so we're trying to get tournaments out there for people to come so um, they don't get rusty and they can practice the new meta out there because I feel like a lot of people um, with the uh, champion clips or champion clicks, um, they really couldn't test out their modern their modern teams at a high competitive level. They could they could do it at like local events, but not against like against the really highly competitive people that usually show up to those events. So that is going to be our plan for this year. I believe the only Wiz Kids um, events coming out this year are Huntington's in May, Gen Con in Adepticon August, March. Adepticon. Yep, Adepticon in March. So we got March, we got May, we got August for Gen Con, and then September is Worlds. And I think that's it for Wiz Kids sanctioned events, but I could be wrong. Uh, but yeah, that is the plan for 2024. I'm excited for what clicks will be. Uh, this year but that is going to be it for this podcast thank you so much for listening uh if you want to become a part of our patreon head over to patreon.com backslash clicking it and get into our monthly giveaways and uh yeah check out very soon clicking it on house rules gaming whenever he gets that website up i'll make sure to mention it when he does so thanks again for joining us and as always not all superheroes wear capes some roll dice have a good night